Hi, and welcome to White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show. My name is Josh, Mr. Plaid Bashinsky. And uh, if you've never seen the uh, White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show before, we are the best SEO show on the YouTubes uh, that forgets to mute himself on YouTube all the time. <laughs> and damn it, I did it again. And uh, we are the finest SEO show on the YouTubes, uh, not because that little mistake notwithstanding. Uh, because we use the sci most scientific methods to get the most uh, stringent and isolated ranking factors to give as much as we can to you, secret knowledge, our, our, our lovely listeners. And today I am joined by all my favorite people. Uh, and uh, uh, first, we'll start off with uh, my, my uh, Grey Hat co-host, Ted Kubitis. Say hi there, Ted. Hello, everyone. Sorry I missed last week. It's all right. It was a turkey holiday for, for you Americans. So uh, we, we know that, and that's that's perfectly fine. Also, we have our Facebook guru, Melissa. Say hi, Melissa. Hello, everyone. We have uh, our local expert, local SEO expert, Jordan Pierce. What's up, everybody? And we're also joined by a number of my mentorship students, and that would be Ernie with the cool haircut. Maeve with the cool uh, Lego thing, <laughs> Ryan, who's just up island from me, and uh, Scott, uh, how you guys doing today? Hey, everybody. Hope you're all doing well. Okay, so, oh, and another another one. They just keep popping in. So uh, today's going to be a great show. Uh, we're going to be talking about what's new in SEO, what's going on. Uh, Google's been doing a lot of updates, and so I want to kind of get to that in a second. If you have any SEO questions that you would like to ask, by all means, please do so in the top right-hand side. You will notice the YouTube chat if you're watching this live, or if you're not watching live, you can always ask questions down below in the comments. Say something nice if you want, or you know, say something contentious. That would be apropos to what people normally say. Uh, and so I talked a little bit earlier about SEO science, and I just want to touch on that a bit for those of you who are watching the show for the first time and don't understand what I mean. Um, when I talk about stringent SEO science, I'm talking about single variable experiments. I'm talking about um, a very powerful software called Cora that allows us to uh, check uh, correlating factors amongst over a thousand pages and 600 factors in a space of about five minutes tracking everything from off page to on page It is the single best way to do a competitor analysis for sure We're talking about the sneaky test that Jordan Pierce does that oh, maybe Maybe making up fake towns and cities and seeing what ranks in in Jordan land and stuff Maybe like <laughs> maybe just maybe and so we're doing isolated tests because we want to know We don't want to know just what everyone thinks is a ranking factor We want to prove or disprove whether it's a ranking factor or not and in what way is it a ranking factor? And of course Melissa is also doing the same kind of testing methodology on Facebook to find out what actually converts what actually gets the lowest cost per click uh, Split testing 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 and those kinds of things like that so uh, I just want to make sure you folks understood that when you when you understand where we're coming from these are not just from the hip guesses we're making. These are these are educated uh, uh, facts that we're usually talking about, uh, and we will try and tell you as much as we can uh, without uh, getting Google to uh, uh, destroy us. <laughs> and we can't really say everything we know because if Facebook and Google knew what we knew, well then they would get pretty angry at us. We know what, we know stuff we shouldn't know. Let's put it that way. And we use that to rank on a regular basis. If you want to see the proof of all of our knowledge. The best proof is in the pudding. The proof is our ranking results, and I have a whole bunch of them, about 150 ranking results from the last few months, not, not from years ago, from the last few months with all these updates and everyone else going down and everyone else dropping, we have results of us going up or recovering, and that is at bit.ly slash SEO proof. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash S-E-O-P-R-O-O-F. So with that being said, I'd like to go right into what's new in SEO. 
Uh, and let's start with uh, Melissa. Uh, let's do what's well. Let's let's do what's new in Facebook. Uh, what's new in your neck of the woods? Well, not not too much new to report, but I thought I would give. It's come up a few times this week when I've been talking to people about targeting Facebook groups, which when you're doing your ads, you always want to go into Ad Manager and use the detailed targeting options, and you can't actually target Facebook groups when you're in there, but there's a roundabout way to do it. And that way, one of the ways anyways, is to make a video on your business page, leave private, hide it, and then share that video to the group you want to target. Once it starts getting views, you can then go into your assets and go to audiences and create an audience out of people who have engaged in the video section and just choose whatever you want. It, all the people have watched three seconds or up to 90% of that video. And since the only place that video is posted is the group, you are therefore targeting the group. Ta-da. <laughs> Ta-da. That's fantastic. Thank you very much for that tip. So you would you would make a business page, you would hide it, you would share a video on that page. On your in the group. So in, the thing is yeah. with so could you over that part a little bit again, just a little slower? Sure. The Facebook has groups, of course, and you want to be able to advertise to those people. So let's say you're looking at advertising to a group of moms that specifically like yoga pants and you sell your yoga pants. <laughs> so you make a video that you know will be watched at least for a few seconds. And then you share with a personal profile, not as your business page, into that group. Only personal profiles can be members of groups. Once right. people have watched that video in that group, then you then Facebook has the data that you can go into your asset manager and create an audience solely of people who have watched that video. And since the only place that video is viewable is within that group, you have now targeted the group. Great. Okay, fantastic. Uh, and I imagine that would really help with uh, retargeting and reselling ads in that sense? Of course. What you then do is you make an ad using that audience and then use your standard retargeting however you've been doing that using your pixel etc etc the point of that this kind of roundabout way is specifically being able to target your ads solely to people in groups right and get the audience another way of getting the audience right or another way of mm -hmm. really nailing down the audience Exactly. So, and that as soon as you get a video that's of interest to them, then you have them watching it. And then you, if you're making a video that's interesting, hopefully you have a product that they find interesting as well. And you can, right. You can pitch to them. Yes. As, as, as we've discovered recently, um, uh, all the good Facebook traffic in the world is not going to help much if you don't have a good sales funnel. You need to, everyone, and this is, it goes for Facebook, this goes for SEO, this goes for internet marketing in general. You need a sales funnel. You know who doesn't have a sales funnel? This guy didn't have a sales funnel. And look what happened <laughs> to him. So you need a proper sales funnel. Sorry, that's a little bit of SEO joke. Uh, you need a proper sales funnel. Uh, you need a, a, a converting landing page. And you need to send traffic to the converting landing page. Think of Facebook a little bit more like AdWords and the kind of landing page you'd make for AdWords. Uh, that kind of offer, that kind of sales promotional uh, kind of page. That's the kind of page, not only would you make for Facebook traffic, but you might consider if you have a product page and you're trying to sell something or a service, you might want to consider making your page like that anyway and check your conversions, check your traffic to see if that's the kind of page that they want. Now, I thought I heard some people wanting to ask a question. Ryan, did you have a question during that or you're uh, muted?
Go ahead and unmute yourself. She, she, she kind of answered it. Uh, well, actually, I just wanted to make sure I understand correctly. So, for example, let's say if we were doing more of like a service, so I don't like a, like adventure hiking, and we knew that there was a certain age group, so maybe we got involved with a group. We made a cool video, let's say, just about it. And there was a, let's say, a group of, uh, I don't know, the UVic group for university. We popped the video. We put in all these groups, and then pretty much anyone who watched it we knew was interested. So when we make the ad portion, we just retarded those. That's the gist of what you're saying? Yeah. In Ads Manager, you go into your assets. So not not in the ads portion, but yeah. in the assets, you can create custom audiences. It's the same place you would upload your okay. list and that. There's an option to make uh, audiences out of engagement. So you can do engagement cool. on a post. Have they ever clicked a button you've made? Have they ever it's saved like an ad? Fishing. Exactly. And one of the options is engagement with a video and you can choose how much they've engaged so then you like, can split text like time spent like time spent watching exactly like, whoa yep cool <laughs> mind blown boom <laughs> josh has no idea what we're talking about <laughs> facebook i have some idea but but <laughs> most mostly no idea mostly yeah so that is it's a great way to target those groups that you typically can't you know, target with your basic mm -hmm. detailed targeting. And then you can split test those audiences against, you know, three second watchers, et cetera, et cetera. Use the engage shopper button in there. Mm -hmm. so it's just a great workaround to use those groups where if you've gotten something they're interested in, some cool video, mm -hmm. then it's a great way to get all those people to to cool. target your ads. One more quick question that's kind of Facebook related too. We have a we're trying to get likes are as we know, I think we said Facebook likes actually is a factor for ranking in SEO. And we had some SVE tests for that, Josh. Sorry, Ryan, you broke up a bit there, and the uh, garbage truck is outside. I don't know if you couldn't hear it through my microphone. No, I couldn't. They're making um, a lot of noise right now. So, so we you, have, you repeat that. We have some standard uh, variable tests that are single variable tests that say that Facebook likes do have a uh, an, uh, an effect on ranking, and so one of the clients I'm working with needs to get their Facebook likes up and they've brought up if we can just do a really broad like I saw this tactic where it was like a penny a click or a penny a like and it was basically because you made it a little global but the issue with the traffic or those likes is that I don't think that would be people who would continue to engage in their Facebook so you might get like 10,000 people liking the page but make a post and maybe only like four or five likes or no comments yeah Exactly. That's what you're going to end up with is you can get broad likes and get that page liked, but they're not necessarily engaged viewers. So that's something, you know, you're offsetting back and forth as to is it uh, where's the best money spent, really? So sometimes a one penny click is a one penny click. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, but if you're just looking to have a, a huge amount of likes on that page for whatever reason, then yeah, you can absolutely do that. And you could go from there and do these type of tactics of targeting the videos and that type mm -hmm. of thing as well to get engaged people. Cool, okay, thank you. So yeah, you, you get what you pay for. A one cent click is a one cent click. Um, and in terms of our single variable tests, um, it was our sister group, uh, SIA, that tested that portion. I tried to retest it a couple of years ago and I got my pages de-indexed. So I wouldn't use Fiverr traffic for that kind of a thing. I wouldn't use low level traffic for that kind of thing. As Melissa has explained, it doesn't have a, a Facebook benefit and probably doesn't work so well anymore. And for the Google benefit, it really doesn't work anymore. You really do need kind of relevant organic traffic of people kind of in the area. 
Um, the uh, other things to look for in Facebook signals, I'm just saying maybe traffic to the page could be good. Just saying maybe. And uh, as long as they like the page and like what they find, and um, uh, again, having those that that sales funnel, having those click funnels is 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 maximally important. Click funnels are so important for for any internet marketing, Facebook SEO, both together. You are not going to succeed if you haven't thought about your click funnel at all, and that's not maxed. If that's not if that's not absolutely maxed out. Uh, yeah, so keep that in mind. Uh, Jordan, I know you we were talking before the hangout. There's not that much new and local, but I think you have some new stuff to talk about. What you got? Um, Google just came out with a new feature for Google My Business. When you when uh, users leave reviews, you can put a hashtag. Um, Interesting. Which is which is kind of opening up an area for spam because in this case you could create reviews that have hashtag keywords. Mm -hmm. um, about two years ago, they had uh, Google My Business for social, and hashtags were a good way when you write posts to give you an extra boost because you could hashtag different keywords in your post and it would give a, a good boost. So um, Google is always trying to find a way back into social. It seems like they have follow features now on the Androids. They have this ha hashtag feature now. So um, anytime Google comes out with a new feature, you guys should be using it, period. So it's, uh, but I'll be using it for a lot of our customers. So it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that, that's super cool. Um, just because Google puts out a feature or a product doesn't mean necessarily it's going to help you rank, but there's always some, yeah. some component there. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, you know, more often than not, if you know how to use it right, actually it can help you rank. Uh, and uh, yeah, they already are using GMBs, they're already using keywords in GMBs. We've already tested that quite a bit uh, in many different ways. So, uh, yeah, um, that's that hashtag thing could be very, very exciting. Uh, and also think about it for sentiment words, right? So like right. best service, hashtag best service ever. Right. Uh, I would be willing to bet you that that would be almost more useful than the hashtag roofer, you know, roofer Toronto or whatever it is. Right. Uh, okay. So, and finally, last but definitely not least, Ted, uh, give us a little bit of what's new in your neck of the woods and uh, what we could look forward to next week maybe. Uh, well, next week, I am hoping to show everyone what's new in Cora 4 and why it's going to be very important for the coming year. And so that will be really fun. Uh, what's interesting about sentiment analysis is I recently had a client who had a post ranking their core category page. <laughs> the internet has censored you. Very no, no. The internet has censored you. We're not sure what it is, but it's kind of more funny that way. Keep going. <laughs> and uh, well, what I said was the client had a blog post that was outranking their store category page, mm. and that's a very common problem. Mm -hmm. And what what we did to solve it was we decided to change the blog post to be tuned for a different keyword. So we found all instances of the target keyword. It was tuned for and replaced it with something else. And that way we'd still have this great ranking blog post out there, but not competing with the store. But yeah, what, I've what done. oh, sorry. Uh, what happened that was so interesting was it still kept ranking that blog post for a while, mm -hmm. but since it had nothing to make bold in the snippet, it latched on to a sentiment keyword and made it bold. Yeah. The keyword, was awesome. 
<laughs> yeah, I remember you showing me that. Yeah. Search terms, but it is just, it gave me chills because it was instantly proof that sentiment is wired into Google. Yeah, that Google obviously cares about it. If they don't have a direct keyword, they want to give you relevant stuff. And people don't search for the crappiest uh, camera online to buy. They search for the best camera online to buy. And if they search for any camera online to buy, they only want the best one. And so remember, whenever Google talks about relevance, they're including the sentiment, right? They're including the best, the top, the awesome, the whatever. And so A, keep that in mind. B, yeah, that's the biggest problem right now for people who know to rank is that you can get a site ranking very easily. It's not that hard. What's what's difficult is getting it ranking for a, a big juicy uh, head term that you're competing with major brands for. That's difficult. Yeah. And quite often, these guys are sadly running blogs because they got bad advice from other SEO, non-scientific non SEOs. And the blogs are outranking their product pages. The blogs are outranking their category pages. And so we've tried numerous things. We've tried separating the sites out with some good success. We've tried separating the sites into a subdomain and the rest of the site with some good success. We've also tried uh, tailoring that page to rank for something totally different, just the way you did. The problem is that it didn't work in this particular case because the whole site was oriented towards this one adjective. Let's call it unique. It was unique product name, uh, unique product, whatever. And uh, we removed unique from the page entirely and just tried to get it ranked for product name for the head term. But the whole site was based on unique this, unique that. It was unique whatever.com. And so we couldn't get uh, uh, rank brain, or as I, like to, as I affectionately call rank brain, tank brain. We couldn't get tank brain to... Uh, forget the fact that this site was so much about unique product name as opposed to just product name. There could have been some other factors there as well. You have to do like 10 different things to, to get the Google monster to shake it out. But yeah. so, and, uh, another thing we've, we've noticed in regards to sentiment is that we need to actually break it up into two things because there's a bunch of sentiment like words that are actually uh, consumer intent. So words like free, buy, find, cheap, those are all, you know, that commercial intent. Yes. Uh, and so we need to separate those words because they're probably different factors. Right. And and that would be more getting into the exact match keyword of uh, what you're trying to go for uh, and a totally different kind of page. Yeah. Um, and a uh, third uh, pattern that we've started seeing emerge is uh, listicle favoritism. So it's sometimes not enough to say, you know, the best, you know, widgets, uh, especially if there's a lot of people doing reviews. So it might, you might need to do the, you know, the best 50 widgets of 2018, those patterns are different. Those, the, that listicle favoritism also appears to be a thing. Yeah, and I, I see that correlating in the core reports I do as well. Uh, it really is interesting on what niche wants what things. Some of them want table of contents. Some of them want a table. Some of them want a list, the top 50 this, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and sometimes you can try and force Google to rank something different. And sometimes you just got to go with what, what Google apparently wants. That's usually what you got to do is go with what Google apparently wants. Well, it seem, seems to be easier in some of those cases. Like we had a store category page that was trying to compete in a term that largely wanted, uh, you know, year uh, referenced listicles. 
entry to look like a reference listable in it. Um, so if, if out of those, there might be something to it. Yeah, I mean, and we've talked a lot about how different SERPs may have different ranking factors. Um, just because they like uh, list uh, top 50 lists on this SERP or that SERP doesn't mean they're going to want them on all SERPs. Um, so there's kind of like the general ranking factors you use based on Quora and single variable tests uh, and then use POP also as a tool to, to look at Quora. Maybe you like one or the other, it's fine. And then you get uh, you get the tech, you get the speed, you get the schema, you get all the ranking signals you're supposed to do, the links, usually in some cases, the social proof, the, the clicks from Facebook or and or the, the, the organic likes from Facebook. And then you take another look to see if that's not already got you at number one, uh, then you take another look to see, okay, what are the people at the number two, one, two, and three actually doing that might be a special ranking factor for this particular SERP that I might need to pay attention to? Uh, or maybe it's because the users, it might not be Google wants to see it. It might be that Google wants to see the users liking it and using it and their user clicks, and then Google will will reward that kind of a thing. And that can also change over time. Users might, might like a top 10 list for some time, but then they start to hate it because they suck. They're all spammy crap, you know, uh, grab you kind of articles. Top 10 lists, which are which blow, and they want something different. Excuse me. And so then they, the users might behavior might change, and suddenly those people plummet in ranking, and they have no idea what it is. It must be links. Maybe they should disavow all their links. You know, they have no idea because they don't use scientific testing methods. And if you're not using scientific testing methods moving forward in time, again, that's that's what's going to happen. Yeah, and uh, speaking of that, uh, initial testing has shown that if you attempt to use uh, sentiment in a niche that doesn't use it, uh, it can hurt you. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yep, uh, we, we discovered something along those lines. Do, 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 do. I'm just going to be quiet and throw that away because that's a huge secret that nobody else knows. Nobody else knows. So so whoop, do, do. if you want more information about that, you can join my mentorship group. It's at secretseo.guru. You can be the secret SEO guru. Everyone knows I'm an SEO guru. You can be the secret SEO.guru. Uh, okay, so let's get to the SEO questions here. Let's see what kind of answers we can get for these folks. Does anybody here on the call have any SEO questions you want to ask first before I get to these ones here in the YouTube chat? Doesn't sound like you do. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, uh uh, okay, we have we have interlopers. We have people joining in. Uh, Okie dokie. Peter Levin asks question: H two versus H H three as of today. What is more important for ranking? Uh, uh, that's a good question. Uh, both are important, uh, depending relative to the SERP you're on. But both have a signal, and both have a good signal, and there's different ways of using that signal in different scenarios. Uh, so uh, on page is way more complex than just do this. Uh, it's like, do this if that, but if that, then this, but then check this and that. So you got to join my mentorship group to get the get the full details, but you can crush it. You can literally go from like spot 300 to two if you do your on-page properly. You might not stay at position two. You might not have the links for it. You might not have the, the, the quality for it, but, but we can make those kind of uh, movements. I have the proof in bit.ly slash SEO proof. Power B Limited asks, on a product site where a big mega menu is used, is there a way to tell Google to ignore those keywords slash links and do recommend, not recommend, or am I asking the wrong question? No, that's a great question to ask. Internal site linking is super, super important. Um, 
your remember your navigation in Google is is uh, to some degree handled in a special way. Uh, tests are still ongoing in this particular space, but um, uh, you definitely don't want to be interlinking across the entire site, uh, 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 and you definitely want to have closely linked clusters. If anything, you would want to like a finger like links down to product category, product product category index. It goes back down like that or small little clusters that come off that finger of a few other relevant pages, but you do not want to be linking your Red Apples page to your Green Pears page, for sure, and you do not want to be linking your Red Apples purchasing page with too many pages that look like they could be a purchasing page for Red Apples too. It's not so much a problem in the lower end of the sales funnel. It's more of a problem in, uh, uh, in the middle of the sales funnel where um, uh, you're having no-do queries. And that's much more of the issue um, uh, than, than the low end of the sales funnel. The no-do queries, the best red apples, what are the best red apples, top 10 red apples, um, tell me the best red apples. Uh, uh, those kinds of queries where they're in the middle of the sales funnel, they're, they're, their credit card is close to being at hand, but not quite in hand yet. And they want to find the, the best kind of XYZ. Uh, or XYZ for us Canadians, Brian. Um, you, that's where you're really in danger of cross-linking too much and confusing Tank Brain as to what page they should be ranking for best red apples or top ten red apples. So um, that's what you really have to watch out for there. I can get much more in uh, detail with that if uh, inter inside my mentorship group. Um. Mike Calvin asks a very good question. What's the difference between what Pop gives you versus what Cora gives you? Pop, I see that Ted answered it there, but I'd like to say it here as well. Pop is a great tool made by my good friend Kyle. Uh, Kyle Roof, he's a guru SEO. He's one of the only SEOs in the world I respect other than some people, the people here in this chat and some other uh, friends of mine who, who they, they know who they are. Um, it's, a, it's a screwdriver. Uh, to use a metaphor, Pop is like a screwdriver where Cora is the, the entire toolbox. So Pop does a very specific little job of, of, of based on his single variable testing, telling you what on-page recommendations you should do. Uh, Cora is a bigger measurement tool. It's a much more powerful tool. You can do way more with it. Uh, and it's definitely, you should pick up if you have the money. If you wanna check it out, uh, and I also have a 25% discount. If you wanna check out Cora, go to bit.ly slash get dash Cora. That's bit.ly slash get dash C-O-R-A, all lowercase, bit.ly slash get dash Cora, and try for 25% off for a month. Just try for a month and see what Cora can do for you. Pop is great too, and if you're, a, if you're on a lower budget, you could check that out, but it is just a little screwdriver just doing one little thing based on one kind of information set. Cora is a much bigger kind of tool that you can factor in to, that has different information sets and different ways of utilizing that information and telling you very interesting, important stuff with that information and uh, can do way more and is way more powerful. Um, uh, Peter asks, uh, I think it's the same question as before, uh, what has more weight, H2 or H3? Again, they both do. Um, he says, it used to be H3, I think. Peter, that's kind of going off like folklore kind of SEO knowledge. Don't do that. You can't do that anymore. You can't ask some guru in a forum or on this show and say, what's the most important one? 
and I give you some bullshit answer out of my butt, yeah, H3, H3 is the most important one. A, you have no way of verifying that knowledge. B, it's it's grossly incorrect based on if you do scientific testing, it's grossly incorrect not only to give you that kind of an answer, but to ask the question in that way. So I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad. I'm just trying to explain to you how how that's like caveman technology and you need to move to spaceman technology, my friend, because oh. you are not going to rank. Again, you're going to end up being this thing right here. Uh, if you do not move from caveman technology to spaceman technology, you're going to be one of these dead dinosaurs here. I broke down and, and uh, gave them an answer that was specific to a keyword. Okay. The there thing you go. I didn't mention in my answer that you need to be aware of is that it can change from keyword to keyword. So you got to measure. And and over time, uh, Google over time. Google does and has regularly, we've, we've found in right. testing, Google tries a factor for a while and then turns it off then tries it again for a while and turns it off. You would not believe when you start doing scientific testing and stop guessing and doing guessio and then selling snake oil to everybody, like some people who joined us earlier in, in the chat, um, you would not believe how much Google puts a factor out there and for a while and then removes it. And it's a factor they said they would never use and then they remove it. Or it's a factor that uh, they never used before and then now they're, now they're using it and they pull it back and they put it back You would not believe how much wishy-washing they do and that's because they're using machine learning, right? They're just trying factors that the machine likes better and if they see the click the clicks are better then they use it and they don't care Google doesn't care at all um, and so uh, You're not going to notice that if you're not doing scientific measuring with Quora and with single variable tests That's just the way it is you got to get with a group that's doing this that's using this Quora is the primary SEO software for my group uh, that there's a reason for that, not just because I like Ted, it's because uh, because it's awesome and because it does the job. Uh, I like a lot of people in SEO. I don't necessarily use all their tools. Yeah, so, maybe, maybe you can uh, tell everyone uh, in, in basic terms how your single variable tests work, like with the five test cases and target sure. in the middle. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a valid question. So when I say single variable testing. What I do not mean, <laughs> let me get you, oh, I'll get you a graph. I have one here. Uh, this is one that, that Ted and I like to argue about on a regular basis. Uh, what I do not mean is uh, doing some ranking changes and then uh, uh, guessing that the ranking change I did, uh, which is an infield observation, Guessing what the ranking change I did is what happened like you do 30 changes here and a ranking change happens here And you cherry pick number number 13 is the one you think did this That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is is isolating the ranking factors Based on gibberish pages that Google's never seen before so presumably they don't have any kind of prefab uh, uh, algorithms to make English rank this way or to make Spanish rank that way because I'm not using not using English or Spanish I'm reading the patents and seeing how RankBrain processes new information, which Google was nice enough to publish quite a lot of that because they were quite proud. So I said, thank you, Google. And I based my single variable tests on this method of using gibberish pages that have no relation to anything else. And there's only one variable that has changed. If I'm testing like to see, for example, if I want to test to say, oh, if the label tag is a ranking factor, maybe because Cora told me it was correlating hundred to two times more powerfully than it was previously before another Google update just just saying maybe hypothetically Then what I'm doing is I have five sister pages, which are exactly the same Other than their their gibberish is all different. So they're not duplicated 
but they're exactly the same in terms of every measurable way the titles, the, the, the speed, the social, the links. There is no links. There is no social. There is no traffic. They've all ranked. They've all been ranked. They've all been isolated and set at a certain position in the SERP for weeks, if not months, and have been sitting there for weeks or not months. And then we make one single little change, like throwing in a label tag, and just see what happens if that page goes up or goes down on the very day that we spider it. That is what I mean by single variable experiments. Uh, that's why it's so uh, valuable. That's why it's so trustworthy. Uh, they're not super easy to do. Uh, you've got to test and keep testing. I have 10, I have 10 people who work with me. I have 10 apprentices and an, an assistant running the experiments. Uh, I have a huge testing lab going with, with dozens of experiments going at any given time. And that's what's required because you have to test everything and you have to retest and test again. So that's why my knowledge is so far superior to the other kind of SEO gurus who are out there who are just making random guesses based on hearsay and based on things they're seeing on their site. So, and then when I'm not sure, I'm using Quora to measure over 600 factors, over a thousand different pages to get more ideas for testing or to get other measurements of stuff that I already know from testing I'm supposed to be doing. And it's a proven method. Go to bit.ly slash SEO proof and you'll see the proof. Now, um, Dijon asks a uh, question for Jordan. Uh, what about image slash video geotags for Google My Business for GMB? Um, I haven't used Exif data in probably about three years. Google actually strips that information out and they actually tell you if it's already in there, go ahead and leave it, but don't add it in there. And honestly, it gives about a 0.0001% boost, if anything. So it's not even worth your time. Um, David Bain asks a question for Ted. I don't, I don't know if you answered this already, Ted. Hi, Ted. Is there a free trial available for Cora? My agency is interested, but want to try it first. Uh, if, if you need a demo, just contact me. We can like do a demo over Skype, and I can send you a report that's you know one of your keywords for one of your pages for kicking the tires. I don't do uh, uh, demos uh, very often because uh, the rate of getting exploited is just so high. Um, I, I have done them. When I typically do them, it's like at a conference, and I only give people who are in attendance that demo. And uh, when I'm not doing conferences, then I'm typically not doing uh, evaluation copies. So, uh, But reach out to me. We'll get you a report. You can kick the tires. That's very nice of you. Thank you, Ted. I will also mention, just you know, out of hand, that uh, – my mentorship group does occasionally get free licenses from Ted, FYI. So just saying, if you want to join my mentorship group, uh, Ted has so far been nice enough to give us some demo licenses to use for the students. But that's for students only. Those are educational pricing. And we do have a discount for students as well. So there's another option for you if you want to consider that. Because I guarantee to you, once you see what Cora can do, you're going to need it, and you're going to need to keep running it over time. Um, Joel Navarez asked a question, I think for Jordan, keywords in the reviews still work? Question mark. Didn't think Google honored that still. Yep, they still honor them. Just, you can't really go in there and just like repeat spam over and over the keyword, but you can put different keywords in there like top as uh, lower end keywords, um, but they still look at the content. 
Fantastic. Thank you very much. Trying to skim through and see if there's any questions for me here. Thane's Business asks, is on-page average data less valuable for pages that have way more backlinks in the search engine results in comparison to the rest? Um, no. Well, yes and no. Uh, that's not what our testing found. Our testing found that every ranking factor is a discrete ranking factor that usually follows the philosophy that Google has well, uh, well published, that this is their philosophy, that they don't usually have algorithms that build on top of each other to promote, and they try to avoid algorithms that build on top of each other to demote, or so they've claimed with Panda, uh, Panda and Penguin, for example, in the past. There is some uh, thought that Ted also has that they might be using the MC4 uh, algorithm, uh, which is uh, based on the MC4 patent, which means that if you're missing some kind of key uh, metric or some kind of key factor that your competitors have, that no matter how good your other factors are, you're not gonna be able to rank for that keyword. They will, they will, they will uh, arbitrarily demote you for that. Uh, and I've definitely seen uh, in my experience in the field, uh, the effect of this, uh, and I believe it's probably true. That's my guess, that, that's only a guess. That's not based off any science because it's very hard to test uh, in single variable uh, fashion, uh, a holistic uh, algorithmic approach. Um, so so if, if your question is, can I just buy more links and then don't, don't worry about the on-page? The answer is no. Uh, and the answer is that's not doing optimal SEO. To do optimal SEO, you have to check, you have to have the, the best, most pretty, awesomest check mark uh, you have to do the optimal thing in every box. You have to do the optimal thing in every area you need to do to rank. Otherwise, you may attain a position, but you'll never maintain that position. So that's not the right way of thinking about it, uh, thing. Do everything you know you need to do. And if you don't know what you need to do, and I mean no with a capital K based on facts, not guesses, you need to get with a group that does that. And I believe you have. Uh, okay, Peter says something very important. Um, I'm on position four for my main keyword. Can I move it from four to one based on optimization? The pop score is 90 plus already, or now it is all about CTR. Peter, there's a lot of worrying things in what you just said there that I need to caution people. One, if you're already on position four, you should be very careful about doing anything at all. That's when the most you're, you're so close to the goal and, and the, the, uh, the algorithms are so aggressive at that level that that is the most, the, the place you need to be the most careful as to what you're doing. It's, it's like you're, you've, you've just gone through all the parts of the skull and you're just getting to that very crucial part of the brain that you just don't want to start you know, fooling around in there. So I would not use a tool like POP. I would be leery about using any tool like POP or Cora. Uh, that high level, I'm sorry, uh, Ted and Kyle, uh, because because they and these guys will fully admit their tool is a measurement tool, but it's not a magical fortune telling predicting tool where it's going to tell you for sure to do the right thing every single time. And you need to interpret what it's telling you. Your tape measure will tell you you're 48 inches out. What do you have to do based on being 48 inches out is up to you to decide. And where do you get that knowledge? You get that knowledge from single variable testing. You get that knowledge from factual experience of knowing what is a ranking factor, what is not, how much it promotes, how much it demotes, what you should do when, what you need to add when, all based on scientific experimentation. So um, that's why it's at the top of my uh, graph. And the graph is showing epistemologically, to use the vernacular, what is the 
the, the most trustworthy evidence, no matter how we get the evidence into the graph in the first place. Yeah, where most people go wrong with these tools is they expect uh, too much of them. So they get the software, they expect the software is going to tell them exactly what to do. Magically. But that's that's not true. It's going to tell you how much you need of each factor to be competitive, but it's not going to tell you how best to do it. And the example I like to give on that is if, you know, one of these software tools says you need to add 23 more keywords to li tags that might mean that you need to tune your jquery menu navigation that might mean you need to add more products per page to your store category mm -hmm. or it might mean that you need to add an html list to your blog post you know you still need an seo to go in and look at the website look at the competition and to decide how best these tools will tell you how much yeah, no, you're, you're totally right. Um, and another part here that I thought was very, very disturbing is you said the pop score is 90 plus already. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, this is my, my, my solemn plea to, to Ted, who is here, and to Kyle, who may or may not be listening. Please, please, please get rid of the effing letter score in these tools. Uh, well, it, you're right, uh, but let's explain what what their use is. The, mm. the reason people want those letter scores is not because when you get a good score in it, it means that you're going to rank to the top. It's a motivating force when you talk to a client to say, look how much room for improvement you have. Yeah. So you so gotta, maybe it would be helpful in the Excel sheet, Ted, if it said, Letter score for clients who don't know any better. Yeah, but we can't put that in the report you show the client. See, that's the thing. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I'd be like, here you go. You want some letter scores? Here you go. Uh, but my point is, is that in my opinion, in my in my humble opinion, Ted, you know I love you, and Kyle knows I love him too. Putting that score in there is dangerous. All it does is confuse people who are not figuring out that this is not a magical tool and that yes you need to learn seo and you need to learn science and you need to have it be in a group that knows the science and you need to understand what the ranking factors are uh uh before and you shouldn't be chasing that that score i can't believe i'm echoing google's arguments for why they don't put a score in google search console but you can't be chasing that score you need to be looking at the measurements if you had a tape measure that every time you measured 15 uh, centimeters, 15.3 centimeters, it gave you an A plus, that doesn't mean that you should be chasing the A plus. You might need a, a bench that's 16 centimeters, or you might need one that's 10 centimeters. It just because the measuring tool says A plus and gives you a thumbs up every time you, you pull it out to 13.5 centimeters or whatever it is, doesn't mean that's the magic number you need for what you're doing. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that. And and that's that's not exactly what those things are doing, but I agree. Uh, don't focus on the letter grade stuff, like specifically in Quora. Uh, the most important thing in Quora is the roadmap because it's based on correlations and your deficits. And the letter grade stuff is not. Um, so really that, that roadmap that tells you which things appear to influence uh, your rankings the most that you're short in, that's where you need to focus first. Indeed, indeed. Now, um, that'd be a good bet for where to start if you, if you don't know otherwise where to start for sure. Uh, Joel asked, question, how can I start doing my own scientific testing 
What software do I use and what tools are out there for me? Joel, there is, sorry, there's no software out there to do it, uh, nor should there be. As soon as there is, Google would, would look at it and then, then crush all of our tests. So please no one make it. And uh, what tools are out there for me? Again, there's no tools to do this. You have to know HTML. You have to know web technologies. You have to know server status codes. You have to know a little bit how to, uh, at least HTML, a little bit about JavaScript, PHP, uh, images. You have to know uh, how to use these things. Um, you're never going to be able to do SEO testing for sure and probably SEO ranking at all if you have no idea about any of these things. And if anyone made a prefab tool to do this, it probably wouldn't work very well over the long term. So again, I don't mean to poo-poo it. I'd love for people to do your own scientific testing. By all means, do that. But uh, uh, don't talk about it on an open forum like this because we can't let Google know uh, that we're doing it and how much knowledge we're actually getting from it. Uh, they just de-indexed uh, another lead tester. Uh, I've mentioned his name already, and I love the guy. He uh, just was outed by some jerks on Search Engine Journal who are all pissed off because they have no idea. They're all jealous because they don't know how to rank, and they're all butthurt. And so they outed this guy, his, 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 his uh, very awesome way he ranked uh, and won an SEO competition. And Google not only de-indexed that page that he won the SEO competition, Google then went and maliciously de-indexed all of his sites everywhere. So Google's not your friend. We can't talk about this in the open. We've got to go secret. The days of Google and SEOs being friendly is gone. It's done. It's done like dinner. Yeah. Uh, they are our enemy now, and we have to keep things private from them, and they're keeping things private from us. And that that page that uh, uh, Google de-indexed, they labeled it as pure spam, and I disagree completely. That was the most educational web page for our industry that has ever been created. Right. Yeah, it wasn't spam. Um, spam is a subjective definition, and you know you know what the trick is about subjective definitions? It's the old golden rule. Uh, the person with the gold makes the rules. So the person, in, uh, the, the, the entity with the uh, all the power in the social dynamic, to speak in the social psychological terms, is the one that sets the definitions, not only for the rules, but reality. They try and redefine truth. And uh, Google calls spam anything that's not making them money, anything that offends them, anything that they don't like. That's what spam is. And so in a real definition of the, the, the bullshit public relations definition that Google cowardly and, and fallaciously and disgustingly uses is, is, oh, well, it's anything that's not good for the user. But of course, Kyle's pages were in no way not good for the user. In fact, they were great for all of us. And his, his test pages, which he does differently, uh, uh, we're not hurting anybody. They're not showing up for any rankings that anybody is searching for. They were not spamming anybody. Uh, Google uh, called them spam, gave them a, a manual spam action penalty on all of them, uh, except for the ones they couldn't find in their laziness uh, and their inept ineptness. And uh, that's that's the only thing that we exist on, by the way, is their laziness and ineptness. So that's hopefully that hopefully that continues. Cross your fingers. And um, uh, yeah, uh, use their bullshit moral position to try and justify themselves, which is all Google does. Okay, what other questions do we have here? Um, Thane says, a suggestion for Ted. I'm suggesting that maybe you should ignore domains that have a lot of backlinks in comparison, but maybe you could play with that if first round of changes do not perform. Um, yeah, again, you need to know how to use the tool. Uh, and no, I don't think Ted should uh, remove uh, 
to uh, remove factors that are significant. That's exactly what Core is trying to give you, is factors that are significant. So you need to know how to read the tool. Um, uh, <laughs> Nathan says, uh, uh, he'll teach me how to use loop pedals and how to use Pro Tools recording software uh, or build some websites for you and trade for a membership to your SEO team. Sorry, Nathan, we're full up on apprentices right now. We don't need any more. Uh, but you're free to join my mentorship group if you like. Uh, I have only got 16 spots left, uh, and I probably won't open that after they're done. So if you want to get, if you want to rank in the next year, and if you want to be successful in the next year, if you want to make some of my students make hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, that's right. I said some of my students make hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. Uh, if you want to, too, you can very easily with our knowledge. I would join before I close it. Uh, do, 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 looking for questions for me. George asks, hey, George, good to see you back. How do you deal with local and or personalized searches in your tests? Same question for core results, thanks. Uh, jo uh, Jordan and uh, Ted, you guys want to address that particular question? Or it looks like you have here. Yeah, I think Ted answered it. Looks like he did. Okay, let's move right along. Any more SEO questions? Go ahead and get them into the chat. We have eight minutes left here. David asks, my client just migrated their site and swapped the TLD to www from naked URL server level redirects uh, work, but what impact should they expect in terms of visibility? Will backlinks be affected? Um, yes, David, everything will be affected. Don't ever, 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 ever <laughs> change your uh, URL if you want to keep ranking where you are. If you don't care where you're ranking, then that doesn't matter. Go ahead and change URL all over the place. But if you want to keep ranking where you are, you cannot change your URL. So even if you do page level redirects, Google's have to reprocess the whole thing. Uh, and, and quite often I see sometimes those rankings come back within a few days. Sometimes they come back within a few months. Sometimes they don't come back at all because you're forcing Google to reprocess everything. Google is like the Nazis. You don't if you'll forgive the extreme, uh, if you, if you, what is that, God, Godwin's law, <laughs> Gershwin's law? If you forgive me invoking that law, uh, if you, and if you give the extreme example, but but Google's like the Gestapo. You do, well, after they've come to your house and inspected for the people you're hiding to try and save them, you don't invite them back <laughs> to come check again. Hey, come take a look at what we're doing again. Maybe you, you didn't screw us last time. Maybe this time you're going to screw us. You, you don't do it that way. So um, don't ever change your URLs unless you need to. Uh, and if you're already ranking and you like your rankings, you want to keep them where they are, you, you can't really change your URLs. Now, if, if you have no sales and no backlinks mm -hmm. and nothing to lose, then go ahead, change your URLs, get them right. Exactly, yeah. And, and, and I mean, with our knowledge, it's, it's so good that we can be like, okay, you're ranking spot eight. I'm pretty sure if you change this URL, we can get you to spot six or five. Uh, we can make that educated guess based on our scientific knowledge. Um, uh, and we've done it and measured it and done it in the field, done it in testing and done it in the field numerous times. So if you've, if you've joined the group and you've followed our specific, uh, we've, we've checked your situation out and we've like, okay, yeah, this will work. But that is like, to use a medical metaphor, that's exactly like, the liver transplant team has uh, all four doctors, specialists in, in liver transplants, have analyzed your case. They've decided that yeah, the transplant is going to be better in this situation, and they are they are eighty percent sure, and they are the experts. 
And in that way, they say, yeah, let's get a liver transplant. Not just you called up JoJo's psychics. Hey, should I have a liver transplant? Here's my cell phone. Hey, hey, uh, Chase, the JoJo psychic. Should I have a should I have a liver transplant? Oh, yeah, you should do that because I know for sure. That's not that's not a smart thing to do. Not if you like money and, uh, you know, don't want to uh, lose all your rankings. Okay, so, oh, I have here's a great question that I'm going to love answering because <laughs> I'm in a great mood today. Uh, Mike Calvin asked, any benefit in setting up an IFTTT network, an IFTTTTT network, syndicating posts to around 20 Web 2.0s, then sending links to the two point Web 2.0s? No, no, very little. Um, uh, we've done extensive testing and linking. Uh, you can do this. I don't think there would be, uh, as far as I know, there's no current demotion for doing this, but I haven't tested it recently. This could be a little bit of a good signal, but it's definitely not the best signal. It's definitely not where I'd be wasting my time or money. That's a waste of time and money, really, in my opinion. Uh, you should not be asking whether it works. You didn't. Um, you asked if there was any benefit. And so, uh, so I'm, not, I'm not bugging you. The work thing, uh, that's not against you. Um, you asked if there's any benefit. Yeah, there's a probably a very, very minor benefit, but it's outside our testing parameters, and therefore it's outside our, our recommended practices. We have uh, other links we've proven work way, way better than the, the tests that were done on this a few years ago by another group that proved it was, well, it was okay. Um, and, and, but that's not the way to think about it. It's not like, oh, I heard this new tactic on, on Black Hat Forum this is no by nowhere. This is by no means new. This is like six years old. I've heard this new tactic uh, on on Black Hat Forum. Uh, if this, then that rings. Wow, no one ever heard of this before. And uh, and uh, can I do this? And they, they, you shouldn't be asking that. You shouldn't be asking, can I do the new SEO flavor of the month, which is not new. And you especially shouldn't be doing it if it's not new. This has been around for six years. It's exactly the kind of thing that Google's probably already noticed and written an algorithm for. Um, you should be asking, what is the optimal way of ranking? You're not into SEO gambling. Or you're, not, you're not doing search engine gambling, are you? If you are, you've got a lot of money, I guess. You're not uh, and a lot of time to waste. You're not doing search engine gambling by trying willy-nilly moves on your money site. That's not the way to do it. That's not the way you should be doing it. That's not the way you should be looking at it. You, you're asking the wrong questions. You should be saying, what is the optimal, based on scientific fact, what is the optimal, optimal, optimal way to rank my money pages as fast and as, as uh, cost effective as possible to make the maximum amount of money as soon as possible so I can move on to other money pages and make even more money? You should be making five grand to 50 grand a month. There's no reason why any of you listening to this cannot make five grand to 50 grand a month easily. I mean, with some work. I mean, it's not, it's, I will remove all the confusion as to what you should do and how to do SEO. The work is up to you. <laughs> right, that's all on you if you can get that all done. But uh, uh, and you could pick the right uh, niche, and I'll even help you there. It's not too hard. And you could pick the right uh, uh, affiliate companies. You could pick the right products. You could pick the right services. Uh, you can write the right kind of content. You can get a web designer who's not some kind of complete flake, because every web designer I hire is a complete flake. They have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> Sorry, web designers out there, or they're super super expensive, one or the other. Uh, so. Um, uh, and I there my friend Clay, who is fantastic, but he's very busy, who is neither of the other two. Uh, so, um, uh, yeah, I mean, if you guys are not making five grand to 50 grand a month, what are you doing? It, it, what are you doing asking questions? Should I try this rinky dinky little tactic that I saw on a forum that everyone else has tried for the last 10 years? 
no, 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 no. That's that's the wrong thing to be asking. That's the wrong tactic to be barking up. That's the wrong procedure to be moving forward. Sorry, my rant will be done in a second there, Ted. You really should be asking. You shouldn't be doing search engine gambling. Uh, you should be ranking gambling sites is what you should be ranking. Uh, you should be doing SEO optimization. You should be doing search engine optimization. You should be asking, what is the, based on scientific, what group will give me this information? that based on scientific fact will give me the most optimal way of ranking, a proven optimal way of ranking that will make me the most amount of money and do it in the cheapest possible way. If you are not in that group, you're done. Go do something else. Go get another job. Seriously, because you, 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 you're done. That's it. That's it. If you don't have the scientific facts for what you're doing that are the most optimal, then, then what are you wasting your money or time here for? Sorry, Ted, I could see you maybe wanting to get in occasionally there. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I just want to give you something that you can do and you can do actually for free. And it's hugely valuable for SEO. And I almost never see SEOs doing it. And it's a part of every audit I've ever done. And it's been one of the most valuable parts of every SEO audit I've ever done. You simply go to the keyword you're trying to rank for in Google and you go down the top 20 websites and you look at how all of those ranking sites are doing things on the page to influence and all you do is capture <laughs> Sorry, Ted, you broke up again on the key point. <laughs> Everyone's like, right. what? what do you say? Can you repeat that last part, please? Yeah, yeah. You go to the top 20 websites for your keyword and you go page by page and you look at all the areas of the page that they've tuned to pump up certain factor measurements and you take screenshots and you make a glossary of tactics for addressing certain factors. Then when you go back to the client, you're not trying to win them over on SEO arguments. You're simply giving them a Chinese menu saying pick two from column A and three from column B for your website, and that's how we compete. So you need that glossary of SEO tactics. It's totally free. Yeah. I mean, that's called actually doing actual field research, right? Most in-the-field observations are anecdotal from the hip guesses as to what you think you remember you did last week and what you think you remember the competition had. Heaven forbid you take notes <laughs> like a field scientist, you know, and take and sc take screenshots and document what you're doing and document what they're doing and document what you did on what date. And then at least it becomes a little bit more sciencey. It starts to approach the next level. But it's still nowhere near as good as Cora because Cora will completely, without emotion, measure all those factors and more, ones you didn't think of testing and ones you didn't even know were important or could be important on a thousand different sites. It'll do way more you can do. It'll do what you can do in five years and wouldn't think to do anyway. It'll do that in five minutes. Yeah, but if you want to know where Cora came from, and you can do everything Cora does for mm -hmm. free. You just go to the top 20 websites. You take 20 measurements. You go to Excel and you make a chart. Yep. You know, that's what it's doing, but just on mass. Yeah, just times uh, uh, 570 some. 20 <laughs> or so, right? <laughs> times 25 or so. Uh, uh, yeah, in, in terms of uh, factors and times 50 in terms of, of pages, I think. Uh, so, yeah, 
uh, in five minutes. <laughs> so maybe you should try it. Just, just saying, maybe take this, maybe try the science thing. They've been talking about science for a while. I know you've been driving on bridges and with cars and you're watching me on a scientific device, but no, science couldn't possibly help an SEO. That would be silly. <laughs> okay, so, and then I have another rant, sorry. Then um, Talk 3 Design says afterwards, and I'm sorry, Talk 3 Design, but I'm gonna have to jump all over here too. They say generally IFTT networks are set up for branding. So you register the accounts and add those accounts to same as in schema, not necessarily for link building. Well, if it helps with this with the schema, fine, because schema is important. But again, that, that that's so off base. It's so in left field. It's so not what you should be doing. Um, uh, uh, again, forget what you're seeing on the forums of the Gessios. They have no idea. There's rehashing crap. They have no idea what they're talking about. You need to get in a group that's doing actual science. And when they say they're doing science, like some groups are now hearing what I'm saying and pretending they're doing science and say, I've tested this. Ask for the test. Look at the experimental results. I guarantee you it will not uh, satisfy many scientific constraints. Okay, guys, that's the end of my ranting. <laughs> this has been the right ad. Sorry, Jordan, go ahead. Uh, I will argue with that a little bit. Um, for local, um, Web 2s is a great way to brand. So it does help with that. So, do you mean in terms of like NAP, putting citations in it? Yeah, so you can put your NAP information in there, um, but it's the branding uh, component with the NAP uh, really helps. Yeah, uh, would you say that's the most efficient way of doing it, though? It's not the most efficient way, but it is a an extra way of doing it. True, and so that's that's yeah. my point. Is that? Yeah. I mean, uh, like I said, it probably is okay. But I think there's better ways of doing it, and uh, and I, I I really just I'm I'm tired of people you know going onto a forum and getting some crappy advice and doing things even if they're doing the good things they're doing it lackluster and not as good as they can be doing it and that's not going to be in my opinion that's not going to be good enough for SEO moving forward in 2019 they're going to fall by the wayside it's not going to be enough they got to join your local group uh, which does scientific testing they got to join my mentorship group for global SEO. I know where they got to get Cora or all the above, even if it's just for a few months, just to learn what we're talking about. And then you can't afford it. Then go build your sites. Fine. But you know, you got to do what you got to do. But, uh, but, but yeah. Uh, so I'd like to thank everyone for watching white hat versus black at SEO show. Uh, Jordan, uh, if you want to contact him, Jordan, give us your contact information for your local SEO group, which is quite good. Uh, you can just send me an email to jpierce1083 at gmail.com. Can you repeat that? I broke up a bit. Yeah, it's J Pierce, so J P E A R C E 1083 at gmail.com. Perfect. Thanks, Mr. Pierce. Thank you. Uh, uh, Ted, we can contact you guys at seotoolab.net or com, right? Dot com. seotoolab.com. You can also email me at joshbashinsky at gmail.com if you have any core questions. I'd be happy to pass them on to Ted or answer them myself. And if you have any questions about my mentorship group, which you really should consider joining, if even for a short period, it's secretseo.guru. I have 16 spots left. Uh, get them while they're hot, folks. Uh, and uh, thanks for watching and thanks for paying attention. As I like to say, good luck, good luck in the SERPs. And for those about to rank, we salute you. See you next week.